All right, what is up and welcome back to the Build a Better You podcast. I'm your host, Austin Chan, and today we are talking about the five most common dieting mistakes that people make. And this is going to be especially geared towards people who first kind of embark on their fitness journey and they, you know, maybe they Google, you know, how to lose weight or how to build muscle or how to lose fat or whatever, what have you. But I mean, yeah, honestly, the most common goals that a lot of people have is to build muscle, lose fat, look a little bit better feel a little bit healthier. And yeah, that's kind of the general goals that a lot of people have. So yeah, this is pretty much when like people's first encounters and experience with diet culture and just a lot of the like fitness information that a lot of people will kind of encounter when they first like dive into the whole like area and field of fitness and health. And ironically, like this is where people find the most bullshit because the thing that kind of picks up the most traction, unfortunately, in the industry is a lot of clickbait stuff, a lot of stuff where it's geared towards get results fast or yeah, lose 14 pounds in two weeks and like all these like quick fix bullshit schemes. And unfortunately, I mean, we are hardwired to want results fast. We want the quick fix route. We don't want to work very hard for the results that we want. And which is it's, it's kind of this just like vicious cycle of. We want the results fast, so that's the kind of content that really gains traction and gets like millions of views. And obviously, when we Google something, we see something, oh, wow, this has like millions of views. So obviously, it must be something good, right? Because a lot of people have seen this, a lot of people have liked this. But unfortunately, it's not always the best solution, especially when a lot of people, their goals are best facilitated with long-term, slower process, things that don't sound as sexy or as clickbaity or as grabby per se. And yeah, unfortunately, like people follow these quick quick fix schemes and they don't get the results they want. And ultimately they're disappointed. And really the, the kind of stuff that works is unfortunately the stuff that sounds less sexy and less marketable. So it's kind of hard to find reliable information in a sense because of, the, because of this whole vicious cycle. So yeah, hopefully by addressing these kind of five most common dieting mistakes, this will help you towards getting towards your goals of losing fat, building muscle, getting healthier, getting fitter overall, and looking a bit better. But yeah, before we get into it, I do want to say that uh, I am taking on new online coaching clients for the month of October. And by the time this is released, you're going to have a couple days left. So yeah, be sure to apply, get your application in before the end of the month. Hit the link in the show notes to apply and just a heads up that this is, I'm not kidding when I say this, that I'm only taking on clients until the end of October. If you apply after October 31st, I'm going to put you on a wait list until the, probably the beginning of the next year because I'm going to be busy with onboarding new clients um, pretty much for like the next couple of weeks. So I really want to make sure that those clients get like my full attention and their plans get my full attention as well because the onboarding process is often the most intensive part because people are just getting started, getting accustomed to the process of coaching and all that. So I really want to give my full attention for that. And then after I'm kind of able to get them going for the next couple, uh, two to three months uh, to the beginning of the new year, then we'll kind of get into more of a groove. Then I'll be opening back up coaching in January and also to kind of accommodate that New Year's uh, time where a lot of people want to get started, restarted, or start their fitness goals. So yeah, with that being said, 
be sure to hit the link in the show notes to apply if you want to lose fat, build muscle, get into the best shape of your life, all while being super efficient, and also if you want some personal help and accountability from yours truly. So without be- without further ado, let's get into the topic of the podcast. So the five most common dieting mistakes people make. And number one is going to be cutting calories too low. So this fallacy, uh, if you will, really comes from like people wanting quick fix results. And the unfortunate truth is that cutting calories very low, I mean, honestly, like if we really like put things into perspective, I'm not going to say that it doesn't work, but it obviously does work granted if you can stay consistent with it. And this is where a lot of people get tripped up because it's not to say that the low calorie diets are like ineffective. In fact, they are very effective. In fact, the main driver of losing fat or losing weight is going to be being in a calorie deficit. And it's also going to be determined by the size of your calorie deficit. And when you are in these extremely low calorie diets, you are going to see a lot of quote, I put this in quote, progress very fast. However, what usually happens is that you are so restrictive. Yes, you'll see a lot of quote progress really fast. But the, also the other fact is you won't be able to sustain that progress for very long because if you have ever tried to starve yourself, you'll realize that you probably can't keep it up for that long. Like maybe if you had extreme levels of willpower, you might be able to keep that up for two weeks. And then after that, next thing you know, you pretty much eat every single thing in sight and you pretty much reset all of your progress and you give up because you can't even fathom putting yourself through that torture of eating such low amounts of calories. So what's the alternative? Not eating such low calories, being in a smaller calorie deficit. And the unfortunate truth is this, it's, this is not fun because you don't see results as fast. So, but, the, but also it's, it's going to be the thing that helps you keep the weight off because what is the point of losing the weight if you can't keep it off? So rather than cutting calories to the bone, you know, get a smaller calorie deficit, kind of find that midway point. And there's also like an unpopular truth in the fitness industry. Like a lot of people say, yeah, make slow progress, make slow progress, make slow progress. But also I would argue that there is such a thing as progress that's too slow because obviously we get into this whole fitness thing of being in a calorie deficit, learning all these to build healthy habits and finding the best diet approach for you because we want to see progress. And it can be very demotivating if progress is too slow. So I would argue that there is such a thing as too slow of progress and also too fast. So it's kind of finding that mid ground where you can low when you can lose weight at a sustainable rate, but also, you know, fast enough so that it keeps you motivated, keeps you it keeps the momentum going and keeps you wanting to keep going and stay consistent. Now, there's no gen- there's no like one size fits all answer for this. For many people in my experience, a good rate of fat loss or weight loss, if you will, is going to be 0.521% of your current body weight per week. And now, yeah, this is obviously this is going to differ from person to person because if you are 300 pounds, 0.5 to 1%, that could be anywhere from one point one and a half to three pounds per week. Whereas if you are significantly leaner and you don't have as much fat to lose, let's say you're 150, for this person, it's going to be anywhere from like 0.75 or three quarters of a pound to one and a half pounds per week at the fastest. So 
This is going to be relative to how much fat you have to lose, you know, how much lean mass you have on your body, and also how restrictive are you able to be on your diet. And now for a lot of people, you're not going to be able to be that restrictive. Obviously, if you have more fat to lose, you can be a little bit more restrictive, but this is going to vary from person to person, and it's uh, it's all about finding that kind of gray area where you can sustain a good or fast enough amount of weight loss to keep you motivated, keep you consistent, and keep you wanting to yeah, adhere to your diet, but also not like too fast to the point where like you're restricting yourself crazily and then next thing you know you go a go out on an all-out binge and you reset all of your progress and you give up because it's just so damn restrictive that you don't even you can't even fathom going back to that diet. But yeah, cutting calories too low is definitely number 1 on the list. But yeah, ultimately, it's because a lot of people want those fast results. But those fast results don't come with the same like amount of sustainability to it. And also, when people do these low-calorie diets, they often don't... These diets don't really teach them anything other than eat super low calories. They don't teach them how to sustain the weight after. And oftentimes, these low-calorie diets, they yeah, they don't teach you anything. They All they do is like you know, drink like cold pressed celery juice for like two weeks. And obviously this is very low calories. So you see a ton of like weight loss really fast, but also it's like who the hell can survive on cold pressed celery juice for two weeks? Like that is completely fucking ridiculous. So it doesn't teach you how to sustain that weight loss afterward, because guess what? If you don't learn anything after those two weeks, you're going to go back to your regular diet, which is what kind of caused you to put all that weight on in the first place. So after those two weeks, you're going to be like going back to your regular diet and you don't understand anything about energy balance, anything about good food choices in order to help keep you full and keep you sustained for that fat loss. And then next thing you know, you're just going to gain all that weight back that you like, quote, work so hard over the course of two weeks of drinking juice. Then, yeah, it doesn't really teach you anything. And there's a really popular saying in the... Uh, at least from kind of like the circle of coaches and uh, fitness creators that are in kind of like my little circle, it's that if the process is unsustainable, then the results are going to be unsustainable as well. And basically what this means is that the process it took you to lose the weight, lose the fat, if that process itself is unsustainable for you in the long term, like if you can't see yourself drinking cold press celery juice for the rest of your life, then the results that you got from that cold press celery juice diet is probably not going to help you sustain those results for the rest of your life. So a lot of yeah, which goes into the fallacy that I hate a lot of when a lot of people say like, oh, you know, I'm just going to lose the weight really fast and then I'll focus on sustaining that weight loss later. When in reality, how the hell are you going to sustain that weight loss if you don't know how to sustain it? Because you're going to do this crazy, stupid diet that you know you can't sustain. And then what happens afterward? You didn't learn anything about sustaining that weight loss. So you're not going to have anything to apply to your plan in order to to sustain that weight loss. So you have to work. So if you really want to sustain your results, you have to work on get, finding that process that works for you in terms of you know getting into a comfortable calorie deficit for you while eating all of the foods you enjoy while having a consistent activity plan for you and really all having everything kind of like work together in place, work on getting that 
plan that is sustainable from the start. Work on getting that into place and then just keep repeating that and sooner or later, like that sustainable plan is ultimately, if you start with that, you're going to get the results that are sustainable because the plan was sustainable from the start. So yeah, stop doing stupid low calorie diets, be in a smaller calorie deficit and you won't feel like you're like completely restricting yourself from everything. You're going to have way more flexibility in your diet. You're going to have way more energy throughout your day. And you're also going to be able to build muscle and also maintain muscle at a higher calorie amount. In fact, one of the clients I'm working with right now, he said that he had tried like the Metafast diet where like he was extremely low calorie. And he said one of the things that like has completely changed with this time around while working with me is that we're on in a smaller calorie deficit and he actually feels like he has a lot of energy and is very strong during our weight training sessions because he's not completely restricting himself. Whereas in the past, he's like, yeah, the Metafast diet, I lost a lot of weight, but also at the same time, I felt very like weak and frail, like stuff I would be able, like an easy like 20, 25 pounds, like just like doing like everyday things of, you know, picking up stuff and putting it down. He's also a very like handy and active guy. So he said, yeah, when I like was on that Metafast diet, I like lost a ton of strength and I like something that like, used to be light to me like it just felt super heavy like as I lost all that weight and this time around I feel like I am losing weight I'm losing it much slower but I also have like a lot of strength and energy to go throughout my day and do stuff so that is a huge plus to just having more calories and the fact is that you don't have to be in an extreme calorie deficit in order to lose weight and I want to drive that home as well like People often think that, oh, calorie deficit means I just have to cut out a bunch of calories. It's like, no, calorie deficit just means calories in lower than calories out. And that can be literally any amount. Like, obviously, I mean, you can make it like one calorie less than, but that's going to take you a lot longer to lose the weight. And also it's hard to track like to the exact like one calorie. But that's not what I'm trying to like. I'm not trying to be anal about that. I'm not trying to like be super meticulous. I'm just saying that. You can be in a 500 calorie deficit and that might not even feel like a calorie deficit, but you are still in a good enough calorie deficit where you can lose weight at a sustainable rate versus if you cut out like 2000 calories, like you can still lose fat at a 500 calorie deficit. Although it's not going to be as fast, but you're going to feel so much better and you're still going to be losing fat because your body, all your body knows is, am I in a energy deficit am i at energy maintenance or am i at a energy surplus which you know causes weight loss weight maintenance and weight gain respectively but yeah all your body knows is am i in 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 each of those those like states if you will those states of uh homeostasis or not and basically that's all you need like if you are in a sustainable calorie deficit you're going to continue to lose weight until you're not in a calorie deficit anymore which can probably take a while for a lot of people but yeah just knowing that you just need to be in a calorie deficit and the goal is not to be in it's not a race it's not the goal is not to be in a like super low calorie deficit the goal is just to be in one again in that gray area where you see progress that is fast enough but also Uh, You don't want to be too fast where you just feel completely restricted. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So yeah, let's go into point number two, cutting out entire food groups. And this kind of goes hand in hand with the point before is that 
a lot of people when they first kind of get into this whole fitness space and this fitness information and all that they'll find these stupid unsustainable fad diets and a lot of them will involve cutting out an entire food group case in point the keto diet is very big right now and has been picking up traction for like the past like three to five years and it definitely i, I wouldn't say it has peaked but it has definitely gotten a ton of traction over the past year and it's definitely like has been like climbing to like its peak but yeah a lot of these like fad diets will involve you cutting out entire food groups and unfortunately this is one of the reasons why it like works per se is because when you cut out an entire food group you put yourself in a calorie deficit which is the main driving mechanism to losing weight and losing fat so yeah when you cut out an entire food group you're gonna be in a calorie deficit and you're gonna see progress and results but the main thing that a lot of people don't also don't understand is that this isn't the driving mechanism. Like when you cut out carbs, you cut out an entire food group, it leads you to be in a calorie deficit. But people associate that, oh, so that means carbs are bad. That means I need to stay away from carbs in order to lose fat and lose weight. But that's not really the main driving mechanism. Like you can get the same amount of results if you just simply cut that same amount of calories from other food sources. And so what happens when people cut out entire food group? And especially a lot of a lot of these diets, when they say they cut out entire food group, these are usually food groups that a lot of people enjoy having. These are food groups that keep a lot of people sane on their diet. These are food groups that a lot of people, um, you know, turn to as a source of like pleasure and as like just overall dietary adherence. And so when they cut them out completely, they feel super restricted. Again, the diet does not feel sustainable for the long term. So what they do is they'll stick to that diet as long as they can on pure willpower. And eventually they give up because, hey, guess what? Like you can't not eat carbs for the rest of your life. So next thing you know, like two to three weeks in, they'll eat like a bunch of carbs and pretty much put them out of the calorie deficit. And then they think that, oh, I messed up. It's because, you know, I, I ate carbs and it's, when in reality they could as long as they focus on a sustainable deficit that includes all of the foods they wanted they don't have to cut out any entire food group they just know they have to control their calories and this can come from any food because any food contains calories and once you kind of realize this you can literally build your plan to be as flexible as you want it to and really just worry about calories and that's and Again, this is a lot of like people like to argue about this like, oh, yeah, so you're saying like calories are all that counts and like I can all I can eat are ice cream, cakes, donuts and like all this other like junk food and stuff. It's like technically, yes, honestly, yes, you can. You can just eat that if you want to. But we're not only worrying about weight loss or fat loss. This is to drive home a point that a calorie deficit and being in an energy deficit state is the main driver of weight loss and fat loss. And it's about like telling you that really driving that point home to tell you that you do not have to be sticking to only certain foods or cutting out entire food groups in order to see progress. It's also managing that I can make better options throughout my day in order to keep myself full, to give myself a lot of energy for, you know, movement and working out and all that. And also just having enough like of those like treat foods, if you will, in your diet so that you can maintain sanity and maintain a flexible like diet because ultimately again 
We want to make this diet as sustainable as possible for you. And if the process is unsustainable, then the results are unsustainable. So you don't have to cut out entire food groups. Just manage your calories, manage your protein. Protein is very important for many reasons in as discussed in my previous podcasts. But yeah, you do not have to cut out entire food groups. Just know that it is it literally is all about calories, but there are better or worse ways to manage those calories. So yeah, there's that. Take it as you will. And on to the next point is not eating enough protein. So this is another big one uh, that a lot of people don't realize. A lot of people think that, oh, I only need to eat protein if I'm a huge bodybuilder and I'm looking to build muscle. When in reality, yes, that is a huge component of it. And no, you're not going to only, you don't only need to build muscle if you're a bodybuilder. Like building muscle has so many benefits to it. There's literally like just so many benefits to building muscle, not just for the sake of like bodybuilding or um, wanting to improve the way you look like and also there's nothing wrong with wanting to prove the way you look like you know it's not vanity like vanity is not something to be ashamed about like honestly vanity is something that like is totally okay because it's something we all partake in because if we didn't care about looks or if we didn't care about vanity at all then it's like why do we why do we shower and like brush your teeth and you know put product in our hair and like put makeup on and do all these things to uh, improve our appearance and make ourselves look presentable to the outside world it's because of vanity and there's absolutely nothing wrong with this stuff there's absolutely nothing if there's absolutely nothing wrong with getting ready in the morning and really making yourself look presentable to other people then there should be absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to go to the gym or wanting to uh, partake in fitness in your life in wanting to improve your appearance to other people and the people who say this is typically just insecure about their own appearance. So, you know, do you, if you want to improve your appearance, then have at it and don't shame other people for wanting to improve the way they look. So yeah, um, I don't want to get too much into that and go into a random tangent, but yeah, not eating, eating enough protein is super helpful because one protein is very filling. Like if you ever thought about it, no one has ever been like, man, you know, I just like binged on like a lot of chicken breasts or a bunch of like protein shakes because it's just simply so filling like you you maybe have like one or two chicken breasts and you feel like super full and you might have like one or two protein scoops of protein and a protein shake and you'll feel like pretty full from that as well so one protein is very filling so in terms of weight loss and fat loss keeping you full is one of the best things you can do because in a calorie deficit you're going to get hungry so there's no way around it uh actually i mean there are ways around it but it's something that's definitely going to be a recurring theme. Like you don't have to be necessarily completely starving out of your mind, but just know that you're going to have a slight hunger um, and that's completely fine. That's completely normal to be part of a calorie deficit and have a slight level of hunger um, during your meals because, and honestly, a lot of people just aren't used to this feeling. So they'll like freak out about it, but yeah, this is completely normal. And again, it's not, if you're like completely starving out of your mind and constantly thinking about food, that's another story but if you have like a low level of hunger like at the end of your day then that's completely normal to be to feel in a calorie deficit but yeah a lot of people aren't eating enough protein and usually when i ask people like to show me like their meal logs or like their food logs for like a a few days and they say like yeah i've been trying to like lose weight but i haven't been successful and like i'm like okay cool show me your diet and it's usually something like They'll eat in the morning like a bowl of cereal, a little bit of milk, and 
like have a coffee with like a splash of creamer or like a bunch of creamer and there's like barely any like protein and this is one of the things that i i drive home so hard about tracking like your protein and tracking your calories because more often than not a lot of people really don't realize the foods that they're eating until they actually sit down and you know actually have to log their food and actually take an objective look at the composition of what they're the food and drinks that they're um, consuming throughout the day looks like and when you take an objective view like that like it doesn't lie like like you can think that your meals are like pretty healthy or pretty low calorie but until you sit down and actually log that food and then that food log looks you back in the face and says this is a lot of calories this is more cal this like doesn't fit into my calorie budget all that well doesn't contain all that much protein that's when you realize you're like wow shit i definitely have could could have been doing a way better job of hitting my protein and watching my calories so just simply incorporating more protein is going to help you so much because like i said yeah a lot of people like yeah i eat a lot of protein and it's like breakfast looks like that lunch is like lunch has like a good amount of protein maybe like 20 30 grams and then dinner contains like that same amount of protein and then when you really log it out it's like that person has like 50 60 grams of protein a day and that's not even close to like the ideal recommendations for protein for fat loss and weight loss so the general recommendation is about 0.7 to 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight and obviously this number can be a little bit lower if you have a lot of fat to lose because obviously if you are like 250 300 pounds then eating 250 to 300 grams of protein is going to be very very difficult so lowering that number a little bit is definitely going to help you hit those targets better but in terms for a lot of people a lot of people are under eating protein and it's just about finding these leaner sources of protein for you in order to like keep your hunger levels at bay and also to help you build maintain muscle and yeah protein high protein diets just have so many benefits to it and like overall health and everything so just eat your protein and make sure to choose like from lean sources like for example like a lot of like fatty steaks or like fatty cuts of meat uh those are less ideal because fat is very calorie dense um so just picking leaner cuts of meat uh doing protein shakes you know doing low fat or fat-free dairy products can definitely help and this is not to say that fats are bad we're not demonizing fats but just know that fats contain a lot of calories and having a little bit bit of fats throughout your throughout your day in your diet is definitely going to help a lot as well in terms of like just overall health and performance but just know that a little bit goes a long way and don't completely cut out fats but don't like you know eat a ton of them anyway so yeah there's that and then on to the next point uh this one is also a big one especially people who first like track calories or have been tracking calories but haven't been seeing the progress that they want and this point is going to be not being a hundred percent accurate or honest with calories and this is a big one because uh, a lot of people would be like yeah i've been on a calorie deficit for like three months or i've been tracking calories for three months and i just haven't been seeing any progress and this is usually where a lot of these people like go wrong because they'll say that they've been on a calorie deficit and they're actually not in a calorie deficit because if you're actually in a calorie deficit you're going to see the progress that you want you're going to be heading things are going to be heading in the right direction and it's and when you when things don't happen your way 
a lot of people like to just shift the blame. Oh yeah, just it's because a calorie deficit doesn't work. It's because like this diet doesn't work. No, it's because you weren't working the calorie deficit. A calorie deficit will always work regardless of age, sex, circumstance, any other thing that you can think of because a calorie deficit is not a diet. It is not a particular method. It is not a particular approach to losing weight or fat loss. It is legitimately a law or principle where you are intaking less energy than your body needs on a consistent basis. And regardless of like what conditions you have or what your circumstances look like, it will always work because you're always going to get to a point where you can get into a calorie deficit. And for some people, this may be harder. I'm not saying that, you know, calorie deficit, like, like throw everything aside, calorie deficit, but just knowing that, all right, maybe you have certain conditions that are going to make it harder, but also know that it is not impossible. You just have to really find the calorie deficit and nail the calorie deficit that works for you. The amount of calories that work for you with your given conditions, or it maybe you need some extra assistance from medication or something, but a calorie deficit will always, always work. And yeah, a lot of people are just aren't simply tracking 100% accurately. Maybe they're like guesstimating foods. Maybe they're not like tracking every single thing they eat. I know some people like they'll they'll track their main meals and then they'll have like snacks or bites or licks or tastes and just like random like amounts that they're eating throughout the day that they don't track at all. Meanwhile, this is adding up to be like 500 like calories or even more in some cases. And then, yeah, obviously they're not going to see the results they want if they're just overeating. And yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Like a lot of the kind of like the troubleshootings that uh, a lot of I see with some clients when I know that they're not being accurate is to send me their food logs, send me pictures. And this is something that you can do too. Um, if you like, if you are, if you are struggling with not seeing progress and you swear that you're in calorie deficit, uh, shoot me an email, uh, Chan Austin B at gmail.com. I think it's in the show notes as well. Yeah. Shoot me an email and send me your, your food logs. And I guarantee you that, um, it's because you're probably not tracking accurately or like just not tracking certain things throughout your day. And again, this is about like, this is not to like shit on people for like not doing it correctly, but rather it's to put things in perspective because a calorie deficit will work a hundred percent of the time. And it's just about you being honest with the process and you like really doing everything in your power to know that, am I following everything correctly? Or are there, are there certain things that I can improve on in order to push myself into the right direction? And it's really taking things with an objective look because a lot of people really get into the mindset of like taking things and from an, an emotional standpoint, which really kind of blinds a lot of people in getting the results that they want. Because at the end of the day, this stuff is like, like, especially like weight loss and fat loss, it is super simple. Like you just need to get into a calorie deficit and it literally just is a math equation and making sure that you get enough protein to retain muscle and keep your metabolism up. But yeah, at the end of the day, it is literally a math equation. However, as people, as humans, we like to have emotional attachment to things. So it's about kind of finding that middle middle ground where you can look at things objectively, but also um, kind of putting that 
emotional component in in there so you can find a good middle ground and good balance to uh, you know find the diet that works best for you and include all of the foods that you want and you know ultimately reach the goals that you want as well now on to the last point about the five most common dieting mistakes and number five is going to be thinking that only cardio is the answer and i cannot like i have i've lost count of the amount of times that i've heard you know people are like if, if you were to ask the average person, like, what do I do, need to do to lose weight? What do I need to do to lose fat? Like nine times out of 10 people would say, oh yeah, just go do cardio because you're going to burn calories. And you, when you burn calories, you're going to lose weight. And there, it's it's technically not wrong, but here, there are a few things that I would say aren't particularly ideal with this recommendation or completely correct. So when you think that only cardio is the answer, first off, Yes, you're going to burn calories and if you just completely ate the same for, you know, the next like 3 to 4 weeks, you're going to see some progress because you're technically burning enough calories to be in a calorie deficit and eventually lose the weight. However, for a lot of people, this isn't this isn't the situation that usually results. A lot of people just do the cardio and they'll burn the calories and then they'll think, "Oh, I burned so many calories, I can eat these calories back." And so when you eat these calories back, you just kind of re- like reset in your progress. So you didn't really like create a an energy deficit. And when you're not tracking calories, this is something that can be like very easily resetted. And a lot of people don't also realize that like when you're doing like cardio, especially like high intensity cardio, it makes you really, really hungry and it really drives hunger up. So you could be eating calories back and then some. And of course, it's going to put you out of a calorie deficit. So it can be a very kind of not an easy, sustainable route when you're only trying to do cardio for fat loss. And also another thing with cardio is that cardio doesn't burn that many calories, honestly. Like for most people, an hour-long session maybe burns 500 calories. So when you put those things into perspective, like 500 calories isn't all that much. You can easily eat 500 calories in just like a few bites of like very high-calorie food. So... It is going to be much easier and sustainable for you to create a calorie deficit mainly from your nutrition because, I mean, what is what sounds easier? Like not eating a okay, maybe, maybe for some people this is not going to be easier. But what I'm trying to get at is that what sounds like it takes less work, not eating a few bites of food, and you know creating that 500 calorie deficit, or hopping on the treadmill or hopping on the elliptical for an hour and burning 500 calories obviously it's going to take a lot less work to just like put the fork down and not eat like an extra however many calories and yeah that's pretty much it like creating that calorie deficit mainly through nutrition and then using cardio as a supplement and th- this is the point i want to drive home about this particular uh specific point of discussion is that you should mainly be addressing your nutrition first to create that calorie deficit. And then cardio should be a supplementary thing. And that's not to say that you should stay away from cardio and you should never do cardio and only create a calorie deficit through cardio. But also doing cardio, not because you think it's going to lead to weight loss or you think it's going to lead to fat loss, but doing cardio because it's good for your health and it's good for heart health and just training your heart and not using it as the sole purpose of burning calories. And when people do this, they can form a really poor relationship with exercise because they 
they start to associate cardio or exercising with burning calories or trying to burn off the food or like resetting their their progress or whatever but yeah do exercise and do cardio for the sake of enjoyment and bettering your health and because it feels good not because you want to like just reset the punishment or give yourself punishment because you ate too much or trying to burn off like food that you ate and yeah do it for the sake of enjoyment and like overall health so yeah that about covers everything i wanted to cover this for this podcast and that kind of wraps it up for the five most common dieting mistakes people make but yeah and to end off this podcast uh, i do want to reiterate that i'm taking new online coaching clients for the rest of this month by the time this podcast podcast releases there is probably going to be like two three days so make sure to get your application in hit the link in the show notes to work with me if you want to lose fat build muscle in the most efficient efficient way possible and also if you want a personal if you want a chance to work with me personally that's also something else too if you've been enjoying the content and if you think we'd be a good fit but yeah that about wraps it up wraps it up for this podcast thank you so much for listening and i will catch you in the next one